Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Maura Z and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, May 8th, 2019, and we are reading today from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter, There is a Solution, and we are on page 25. We will be reading the first paragraph that starts, There is a Solution. And today's readers are Diane G. I hope for the 12 steps. We haven't heard from her yet. 12 Traditions, Linda C. And the readers of the text, Katie G., Hoodie R., and Jan S. T. And Jan, if you're out there, I may need you to read the 12 steps, please. Okay, reference numbers for yesterday the 7 a.m. share ID 12,870, 12870. And yesterday's 10 a.m. share ID, 12,872-12872. And the OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And Jan S.T., if you're available, could you pick up the 12 steps of OA for us and read them? Yes, happy to do that. This is Jan S.T., gratefully recovered from the Boston area. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out, and 12, 
Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Jan St. for jumping in there for us. And I will now ask Linda C. to please read the 12 traditions of OA. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. This is Linda C. calling from Western Nebraska. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on upon OA unity. For, two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, O-Readers Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Linda C., for your service. So our meeting has a particular way that we handle it, and it works for everybody. So our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. So please do time yourself, but I will give a general reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, please let us know by saying pass, and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and we are in the chapter there is a solution and we are on page 25 and we are reading the first paragraph that begins, there is a solution. Katie G, would you please get us started this morning? Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Maura. Good morning. Friends, this is Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic in Boston. 
Praise God, there is a solution. <laughs> Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which this process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up this simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, of which we had not even dreamed. So, a solution is solving the problem. Up until this page, page 25, we have talked about the hopelessness and futility of our disease. You know, I have an allergy to the body. I'm allergic to certain foods, ingredients, and behaviors that sets up a phenomenon of craving. But if that was my only problem, then I could do Weight Watchers and be fine. But I um, have this obsession of the mind, this obsession of the mind, which requires, it is mandated in order for me to complete, to, which is consummation, this program, I am mandated to participate in the 12 steps of recovery. No steps, which is self-searching, step four, leveling of our pride, confession of shortcomings. That is what I must do to continue on. And yeah, Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings. Yeah, me neither. But I require it. Why? Because I, I'm hopeless. I have no other solution. And notice, too, it says there is a solution. It doesn't say there is a solution and if you kind of want it, like if that's who you are, you know, like maybe sort one solution. A is one. And what's going to happen? I'm going to pick up my spiritual kit of tools, right? My spiritual tools, which are the 12 steps that are laid at my feet. And I will be rocketed into the fourth dimension, which I could not even dream. Page 100, the, we find that the things that came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands are better than anything we could have planned. And you know, if you talk to me, that is, that is one of my favorite lines, right? Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and triumphant world no matter what your present circumstances. I have been 228 pounds. I have been 110 pounds. But my solution is not my food plan. It starts with entire abstinence and then I must have an entire psychic change. How? By the confession of shortcomings, the leveling of my pride. And I will say to you, I absolutely believe I am living in the fourth dimension of existence today, but I get blocked. I will get kicked out of that fourth dimension if I am not living in the steps, if I am not calling people and doing a 10th step and having somebody say, hey, leveling of your pride, KDG, you're not that important. KDG, how's your ego today? KDG, no, you don't say that. No, and it's not that people are punishing me. They're what? Calling me out of my disease. This program, you all have taken a hopeless, anorexic, bulimic, compulsive overeater, and you continue to help me transform from everything I am not into everything God wants me to be. So hang on to your socks, guys. This is the most exciting meeting. We are in for a ride. There is a solution, and uh, if you want help, there is um, it's here, and I'm going to continue, God willing, to walk shoulder to shoulder with all of you and with that I pass.
Thank you, Katie G. Okay, so one power-packed paragraph. And if you haven't shared in the last day or two and would like to, um, would you please give me your first name and first initial of your last name and press star one if you'd like to share. Lisa B. Lisa B. Reva P. Reva P. Irini M. Joe M. Irini M. Joe M. Vasa O. I'll take one more. Chris G. Chris G. There we go. Okay, I've got Lisa B. Reva P. Irini M. Joe M. Vasa O. And Chris G. If you're not Lisa B., would you please press star one and mute your phone? Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Maura. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And this is a very inspirational, miraculous paragraph. And um, I am experiencing this paragraph. I continue to experience it um, each day and each week and each month and now, gratefully, each year. And I love what was just shared about it and what keeps coming into my mind. Every time I hear that word miraculous, I have to remember it's not magical. And it, it is through work. It is through work. But it came to me from hearing recovered voices on this line. I, like many people, I did try a, another um, face-to-face OA meeting uh, many, many decades actually ago, and I hated it. Why? Because I didn't hear, I didn't hear hope. I didn't hear recovery, and I didn't stay around. I went to that one meeting, and I never went back. My other experience with OA is now through this meeting, a vision for you, because um, seeing and hearing recovered voices is what what mattered to me. But you know what I really wanted to share on this morning as a recovered person is that it's a leveling of my pride, the confession of my shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation and for me to keep what I have. And, you know, I want to hold on to resentments. They become really comfortable to me. They become like a, a heated pad, a heating pad or, a, or an electric blanket, you know, on a cold day. I just wrap it around me and it warms me up. But it keeps me sick and stuck. And it's talking about being rocketed into the fourth dimension. What really was such a powerful experience for me was going through this process in abstinence, in entire abstinence, but quickly, not lingering too long on any one step, but going quickly and keep putting one foot in front of the other. I have never seen before as much as I have seen in my process of OA how action, action, action is the key. Willingness is overrated. Action is the key. And I had to keep taking the action, not even really feeling the difference, but I had to keep doing it. And what happened for me is the magic, not magical, but the miraculous experience of completing my ninth step, getting into the tenth step, well, starting step 10 when I was still in the ninth step process, living in steps 9, 10, 11, and 12, and I became recovered. And to keep that recovered state, I must look at these resentments on a daily basis in my daily 10 steps and my nightly review because um, they've become comfortable again. And what's behind every resentment is a binge. I want to keep those resentments sometimes because I want to have an excuse to be angry or to be upset because sometimes being in heaven 
is uncomfortable for me. I'm not used to being happy, joyous, and free on a consistent basis. So sometimes I get in my own way. But I need you guys. I need the program. That relationship with my higher power is the most important. The consciousness of my relationship is the most important thing today. With that, I pass. Super. Thanks so much, Lisa B. Reva P., it's your turn. Good morning. Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Um, I love this page, and I've been told that page 25 is the page of hope. Um, The whole page is talking about hope. Um, So after I've been convinced that I'm doomed um, and I'm sunk because of the allergy of the body and then a mind that will take me right back to the substance that I'm allergic to, I love this. I loved it the first time I read it, and I love it now. And I have to remember there is a solution for everything, not just the food. The food was the symptom. It was not really the the problem. There's a solution. Anytime I'm going through anything in my life, and I certainly have my challenges, um, I have to remember there is a solution. And how do I get the solution? like other people have shared, it's all action because it's describing the steps, the self-searching, step four, the leveling of my pride, steps five to seven, the confession of shortcomings, eight and nine. Um, and I have to complete all 12 steps. And you know, I thought the solution was more control, uh, more willpower. I sort of ran my problems with my will, um, or I did at least initially, and it's telling me the solution is a spiritual solution and a relationship with a higher power. The only way to get that relationship is to do the steps. Um, So it's telling me over and over that I need to take action and action and action um, and that if I take the action, it really works. Just like that sentence, it works, it really does, it really worked in others. The problem had been solved and people have been rocketed. And you know, a rocket has a very um, specific guide. So when I do the steps, I am guided to a spiritual life um, that has purpose and value and meaning. Um, And the last thing I wanted to share is that none of us liked it. My sponsor told me ages ago, you know, when it comes to taking action, whether it's step work or um, service, you don't have should you you don't have to like it. You don't have to even want to do it. You just have to do it. And if I do it, I get the results. Just like I go to the gym, I work out, I get results. Did I have to like going there? No, I just had to show up, do the stuff, and the results materialize. So I'm so grateful after convincing me how doomed I am. Um, that there is so much hope beyond beyond my wildest expectations. So I need to remember that. With that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Irini M., it's your turn, followed by Joe M. I hope I pronounced your name right. Yes, thank you, Maura. Thank you for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. There is a solution? Wow. I never thought there would be hope for me that the obsession of the mind would be lifted because I came into these rooms very, from a very dark place, thinking there was no way out for me until I started to see the truth 
that would set me free from this bondage of self. So I surrendered what had been controlling me, and that was the food. And then after that, a long process, a continual process of my pride and selfishness. So I started searching through layers and lies of wrongs that I had done to just get closer to my core of who I really am. It was the desire of my heart to be saved from me, myself, and I. And to see the problem had been solved from my spiritual siblings gave me so much hope. No more pretending, no more making excuses, no more hiding and denying the truth. This honesty that plants a seed of purity in my soul has brought me today to be placed in much of a heaven by going through these steps. Thank you, God. Living from chaos to peace, from darkness to light, from insanity to sanity by just picking up the simple toolkit that was placed at my feet. God has done for me this metamorphosis, this shift into his dimension. I keep looking in the mirror and continuing to get acquainted with my awakening soul. I continue to get more awakened each and every time, just as long as I put God in front of myself and others, places and things. So it's a process. It's a beautiful way to live, to stand strong on his unshakable foundation, no matter what calamity comes my way. And trust me, I've had a lot of calamities. Because it's about God, good orderly direction in my life, to be to, just as long as I'm staying connected with God and with others. So, yes, there is a solution for all of us. I'm no special than you are. I was powerless sinking in quicksand, but God helped me build his foundation over the quicksand so that I may stand on his powerful, unshakable foundation that gives me his power to become powerful of food, people, places, and things. From powerless, self-centered, to powerful, God-centered, it's a choice for all of us. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Irini. Joe M., it is your turn, followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, and thank you for your service. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Joe M. I'm a compulsive overeater in Minnesota. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings. No, I did not like that, and I do not like that, because um, I still have to do that today but we saw that it really worked in others. So I'm seeing that it's working in others. I'm seeing that something is moving in the life of somebody else in, the, in their inner life that's working for them, that we have the same condition and they have become freed of active food addiction. And I, I, I did see that and I do see that. And we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. So they're describing my dilemma here. I'm in hopelessness and futility, and I don't like the process. But I'm seeing that it really works in others, so I'm in a dilemma. Um, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. Where does my dilemma lead me? It leads me to faith that there's nothing left for me but to do this work. Because if there had been anything else left for me, I would have done that. If there had been something more comfortable, something easier, something faster, something that wasn't so humbling, I would have taken that route. But 
there was nothing left for me and there remains nothing left for me but to pick up this simple kit of spiritual tools. So how am I going to have this dilemma resolved by doing the only thing that's left for me? I mean, I'm just the kind of addict who I will take the easier, softer way until I see that there's no other way out and that we have found much of heaven and been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence. That has happened for me. It happened for me when I went through the inventory the first time, and it continues to happen for me as I continue to do this work. So this paragraph is, I find, alive throughout my recovery, not just at the beginning of my recovery. Thank you. I'll pass. Whoops, caught me off guard there, Joe. Thank you. Vasa, oh, it's your turn, followed by Chris G. Good morning, Vasa. Good morning. Can you hear me, Morrissey? I can. Thank you. Thank you. Please time me. Good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And there is a solution. And there was nothing more for me left to do than what I had done for 25 years of my life to put the food down. Everything I did, everything I experimented, it was just nothing more. And I really gave into my addiction uh, before I came to um, Overeaters Anonymous because nothing that I did didn't work any longer. So I'm just so grateful that I was led into Overeaters Anonymous and the vision for you. This is, I love coming to this meeting. It's, oh, it's just amazing. And um, I remember going to, stat, to the big book studies, but it was not every meeting. I'd go every once in a while. But I was introduced to the big book from the beginning when I came. And to find out about the allergy and the mental obsession, I mean, I had no clue about any of that stuff, especially the allergy. So when, therefore, we were uh, approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, that was from people that had gone before me, what they did to 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 put the food down. That was the first thing I wanted to do. There was nothing more I wanted to do than just to put the food down. And once I put that by the grace of my higher power, and my sponsor said, well, now you're going to go for the rest of the steps. You did step one, two, and three. I can, he can, I will let him. I was ready to let anybody to help me. And then I had the food down for a while, and she said, now you're going to go to step four. And it just said, almost none of us like to self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession, shortcomings which the process requires for successful consummation. I didn't want to do that. Who wants to do that? I just wanted to put the food on, and I wanted to be thin. And I kept on hearing, if you don't work the steps, the way they're laid out, you can go back into the food. And I was willing to do whatever it took. There was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid in our feet. And I was ready, and I have been rocketed one day at a time uh, of, of heaven, and we have been rocketed into the fourth dimension of existence of which we had ever had not ever dreamed. I never, never dreamed that I could put the food down and be where I am today and, and to have gone through the steps, and I go through the steps not only once, not twice. Gentle reminder. Time. Thank you very much. It's repetition. Thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Chris G., it's your turn, 
Good morning, Chris. Good morning, everybody. This is Chris G, Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Connecticut. And I just want to say I am so grateful for all of you this meeting and for God for, um, you know, giving me these tools so that I can, so that I can live in the fourth dimension. And my experience, I've been, I've been a relapser, a little bit of my pride (laughs) flickers when I say that, but God's will be done, not mine, because I needed, I needed every fall in order to get closer to, um, that desperation that's going to allow me to really embrace these tools. And God willing, I feel like that's happened for me. And what I noticed was, you know, I was, I've, I love the big book. I've loved the big book since I found it three years ago. And I know that is the solution is working these steps and the action with humility. Um, but what I realized this time around is I was, I was getting that medicine but it wasn't happening as intensely as I needed it. It was happening, you know, it was like I had cancer and I was getting some chemotherapy, but it wasn't the right dosage. So I needed to move through this, these steps, you know, with intense vigor and with my heart. And I needed, like others have shared, I needed to be in action and I needed to immerse myself in it so I had to shuffle my days around I had to get up early I had to stay up late in order to do this step work and I had to fit it in where I could and as I surrendered to having to do that because that's who um, God sent me that sponsor it was a miracle because I was working with a lovely lovely woman bringing me through the steps in this big book but for me because my disease had progressed so much I needed, I needed high octane step work. (laughs) And, and um, so when we discovered a a scheduling conflict, I was like, Oh, I have no sponsor crud. Maybe I should go eat until another sponsor comes along within five minutes. God rang my phone with my new sponsor who, you know, I told her what had happened and she said, Oh, I'll sponsor you. And it, and it's, God's miracles, like there's miracles every day happening. They're little miracles. They're, um, they're just God's presence all around me. And it's when I work these steps with action and humility. And I believe it has to come from my heart because I've worked, I've worked the steps before, but my 10 steps were, you know, just to check the box, you know, and I, okay, I'm, I'm working my 10 steps. How come I'm still feeling Gentle this reminder. way? So I, I am just so grateful. Uh, keep showing up. That's the one thing I've heard somebody say is keep showing up. That's the only thing I can do perfectly is keep showing up and then work the steps with vigor and humility. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Chris G. Okay, so let me tell you where we're at. We're in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter, There is a Solution. We're reading the very first paragraph that starts, there is a solution. Are you seeing a trend here? And if you haven't shared in the last day or two and you'd like to, would you please give me your first name and your first initial of your last name? Nessa R. Gina D. Nessa R. Larry. Larry. Did I hear a Gina D? Yes. Wow. Lynn S. Lynn S. Hoodie and Devorah. That's it. Deborah S. Hoodie R. Fine. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, this is who I have. Maybe not the right order. 
Uh, Nessa R, Larry K, Gina D, Lynn S, Deborah S, and Hoodie R. If you're not Nessa R, would you please press star one and mute your phone? Good morning, Nessa. Hi, good morning. Good morning, vision for you. It's Nessa R, recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. And I want to talk about the um, the fourth dimension because that's the the one thing that was missing from every single weight loss effort I undertook, you know, the diet, the therapist, the doctors, the gyms, um, the nutritionist, all those, um, you know, there are three physical dimensions, um, length, width, and height. And the fourth dimension is the spiritual dimension, which wasn't present in any, in any of those things. And, you know, who would have thought, right? Like it doesn't really make intuitive sense. Um, but when I, I came into program, especially when I came into true recovery, I realized, um, you know, why that is needed. Because as a compulsive overeater, my one aim in life is to avoid discomfort. This is why I eat. Because trivial discomfort, like, you know, um, you know, I don't have the correct change. Nessa, we can't hear you. You sound very muffled all of a sudden. Oh, Something hello? happened and we can't hear you. Hello? Nessa? Can you hear me now? Better. It sounds like you're in a tin can. Oh, hello? Can you hear me now? Much better. Yes, please continue. Oh. Okay, yeah. Um, so um, I, I overate. Um, in order to, to avoid that discomfort. And so what the fourth dimension of existence gives me is a much better solution to my discomfort uh, that, you know, is all positive with no negative side effects, you know, like with the food. The food is the, was the most effective way to attain immediate uh, relief, a sense of discomfort. But the side effects were unbearable, you know, not only the fact that you know, I was fat and sick and, and out of breath and, you know, ugly and had to wear ugly clothes and I couldn't do things that I wanted to do. But also I was always in a bad mood and, and angry at the world. Um, when I use the fourth dimension of existence, when I rely on God, that gives me a, a, an enduring permanent sense of ease and comfort without side effects. Um, actually, there are side effects. They're all positive side effects. You know, not only my, my body is now in a normal size and it has been for the past seven and a half years. I don't have to buy new clothes every season. Uh, my relationships, for the most part, have been restored. And those that haven't been restored are actually uh, improving quite substantially. I'm at peace and ease. I'm not fighting everything and everyone like I used to um, when I was Gentle in the reminder. Thank you. And what do I need to do to avail myself of that solution to, to reach that, that fourth dimension of existence? Become entirely abstinent, eliminate my trigger foods, ingredients, and behaviors 100% of, from, my, from my food plan, and then work the steps exactly, exactly as outlined in this big book. Uh, and I will get to that fourth dimension of existence and um, a close relationship with God. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Nessa R. Larry, Larry K. Good morning. Good morning, Maura. Good morning. Thank goodness there's a solution, right? Well, oh, I, um, yeah, right. Um, 
you know, in, until I was willing to take 100% responsibility for my experience, you know, my ego would not allow me to overcome the resistance to working the steps as they're laid out in the big book. I had resistance. I didn't know it. And when I'm full of resistance, irrespective of my, you know, my conscious awareness of that resistance, here's the thing. I, I won't take the actions that will lead to my freedom. And I, and I didn't. And finding the solution means taking responsibility for my experience, 100% of the responsibility. So in putting the food down, um, the, the, the experience of accepting who I am, um, navigating through the uncomfortability of, of that early white-knuckled abstinence as I entrust in the process at all, I had to take responsibility for that experience. And it's tough. And for me, you know, the ego wanted to compare myself to others. So I was comparing myself as not as good as you, or perhaps I was comparing myself as better than you. And in either case, it was the same it was the same coin, just different sides. And I kept thrashing around in the mud of this disease. And the solution is found when we give up that resistance. We, we have to surrender. We, we pick up this instruction manual, right? And we trust in the process of the actions that it suggests. And surrender for me, I don't know about you, but my experience was it was a gut-wrenching, minute-by-minute trudge sometimes. And I would find one landmine after another, you know, just under the surface of the ground. And day by day, we uncover another explosive and we face it, right? And we dispose of those bombs. And, oh, there's another bomb. And, and we keep walking. And there's another one, but it has to be done if I want to cross that bridge to freedom. And I had to trust. And, there, and there's a lot of fear in that sometimes. And there's a lot of, boy, oh, boy, can I find fault in you. Oh, I could... Turn the, turn the light, the spotlight on me, that's another thing. I don't want to deal with that, but I'll find it in you, baby. Today, it's, um, it's, it's just a surrender. How free do you want to be? I just try to keep trudging and walking. Thanks, Maura. With that, I pass. Caught me off guard, Larry. Left time on the clock. Gina D., it's your turn, followed by Lynn S. Good morning, Gina. Hi, um, this is Gina D. from New Jersey. I am a compulsive overeater who is working on my recovery. Um, I really, I, I'm really enjoying listening to all of the shares this morning, <clears throat> and I haven't shared lately, so I decided to speak up a little bit also at the advice of a few people that I know in this program. Um, you know, I absolutely believe that there is a solution, and I think that, you know, when you're in the thick of it, it can be hard to remain willing and open to the process and just kind of have that faith that, yes, I will get through this. Um, you know, I'm at a point now where I just finished up my eighth step and I need to find a new sponsor. Um, so that's part of why I'm speaking up. But I just want to say that I really appreciate everybody sharing their experience, strength, and hope in these rooms. And I love that I always have this place to turn to. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks for sharing, Gina. Lynn S., it's your turn, followed by Deborah S. Good morning, Maura Z. This is Lynn S., a recovered <laughs> compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. This is making me think about when I first walked into the doors of OA and also my experience. Sorry, I was on speaker on my uh, 
eight-year relapse, there is a solution. We had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of, of life as we had been living it. There was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. What an amazing message. And, you know, I was thinking about my experience, and I've also been talking to some people who are really struggling, really struggling in deep relapse and uh, a lot of weight gain, which is so difficult. I know myself I had an extra 140 pounds on, and, and it's devastating. It's, uh, I love that word, this complete annihilation of the soul, of the spirit, of the body. But it says it all right here because sometimes I'm racking my brains and I'll often say to people, I don't know what happened. I don't know why on that particular day my talking to God made a difference. But I do know why. It's right here. It's, it's always right in the book, isn't it? Right here in black and white. I had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as I had been living it. And when you are there... There is nothing left for us to do but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. This book is amazing. I believe it was divinely inspired to Bill W. The program, my recovery, the people who bring the message, it's all God-inspired. It's all, the, the solution is spiritual. But there is a solution. It says so in the book. It's even in squiggly writing. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lynn S. Devorah S., it's your turn, followed by Hoodie R. Good morning, Devorah. Hi, good morning, and thank you, Maura, and everyone on this line that makes this meeting possible. My name is Devorah S. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And I'm so glad there is a solution because as an addict, I can't do with too many choices. So um, one choice, this is it. And, um, and honestly, when I came into this program, I didn't know that that was going to be hit with this. You know, I thought, you know, give me some kind of thing to do with my food, you know, some kind of guidelines with the food, and then I'm done, you know. But who would think that I'm, ha- I'm hanging out here still after being here over 19 years? I'm still here today because I'm still looking. You know, the solution is here with me every day. You know, thank God I, I live in the solution. And I had to do a lot of soul searching and a lot of inventories and, I'll, and you know, loving of my pride. This is my main um, um, occupation today is that ego um, um, reduction, you know, that's the purpose of these steps is to get out of myself and see that I'm not that big a person around here anymore. You know, it's not about me, not about the Devorah S show. Uh-uh. It's about putting myself down and, and, you know, getting out of myself and being of service to other people and, and admitting it. And this is what I need to do on a daily basis. doesn't mean that I just did it one time that, you know, I went through my steps and I did my inventory and I'm done. Uh-uh. This is what I do every single day. And what it does, and, you know, and no matter how many years I'm doing this, it just develops more and more a relationship. I get closer to closer to my higher power. It's amazing. I'm just so grateful. I'm seeing things about myself. I'm learning things about myself and about my higher power that I 
never thought was possible. And who to think that I came in all those years ago and I'm still here today wanting to do this, wanting it. I'm seeing how important it is. It's, you know, the most important thing when I came in years ago was that we wait a million meals in the day, nothing in between, no flour, no sugar. That was like, that was what I was shouting all the time. Um, but today, it's like, what am I doing today for God? What am I doing today for others? How am I getting out of myself? How am I being there for another person? You know, like that, that is my, that is what I'm, tra- I'm trying to, to do each day. That's on my head. That's where I'm, I'm heading for today. And, you know, I'm just so grateful, you know, that there is a solution and that I'm living it today and that I'm learning so much from hearing all of you. Um, and, um, and action is the word. I can't just sit and wait around. It's not going to happen by itself. I need to take those actions. And honestly, it was scary. I didn't want to do it. I, you know, like, ooh, it was like, ooh, what? how can I do that? And share with another person and look at myself and see the wrong. But you know what? Gentle reminder. Thank you. I saw that it worked in others. And if it worked for others, it could work for me too. And I'm so grateful I had that opportunity. And I do have it today as well. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks, Deborah S. Hoodie R, good afternoon. It's your turn. Hi, Maura. Thank you so much for your service. This is Hoodie R, Recover Compulsive Reader. And there is a solution, and thanks for that, that there is a solution. There's not the solution. There's a solution. I no longer have to live the way I was living, and I had to come to that on its own. Um, I, I had to determine that step one. I had to, I, but we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. Um, you know, I came, I came here torn, belittled. I came here desperate and dying. I couldn't live the way I was living. I was a broken woman, of a shell of a woman, had no personal relationships, was a prey to misery and depression. I couldn't make a living. I was full of full of fear and um and I was unhappy. That's where I came from and I there was nothing nowhere else for me to go. If I would continue the way I was was going as we read earlier in the chapter, I w- um I was I would just die in the process and there was no way my marriage was falling apart. My personal relationships I had nothing you know, nothing good going for me in my life and I didn't want to live anymore. I had suicidal thoughts. I would my and I, I just wanted to die. I wanted to wake up I didn't want to wake up in the morning and um I just wanted God to just take me, take me. I was finished. And so when I was approached and, or when I came and I saw all of you, and I was able to see, even face-to-face, see the laughter in your voices, um, hear the laughter in your voices, see the faces, the sparkling, that the, the serenity, the peace of mind, and you had something that I wanted. And, um, and I was willing to surrender and say, you know what, my life is not working very well. The way I want things going on is not working. And so... I am so grateful today that I get to work these steps, to go through temp steps, to do this work, and to to, to let bring down that ego that wants everything and feels I need to deserve everything. But this process is an ego reduction, and I get to on a daily basis, and I'm grateful that I'm forced 
to do this work, to see another way of living life, to see other people as they are and let them be the people that they are without me getting involved. I can live and I can accept from other people what they need because you know what? They have opinions. um, Other people may have opinions. I don't know the truth. My my way is not the only way today. I'm just so grateful that I have a chance at this world and um, to live with these spiritual tools as it was laid out 100%. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Hoodie R. Thank you very much. Okay, it looks like we have six minutes, so I'm going to take either three two-minute shares or two three-minute shares. What do we have? Who wants to share? Hi, this is Ramona A. Ramona Ramona A. A. Donna D. Donna D. Donna D. And was there a Linda? Was there a Linda? Yes, Linda D. Okay, and someone is on speakerphone because I'm hearing myself twice, which is not fun. So if you're not Ramona A, would you please press star one? And Ramona A, if you're on speaker, please come off speaker. Thank you. Ramona A, good morning. Um, Hi, this is Ramona A in Vermont. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Ramona, you sound a million miles away. Hello, Ramona? Yes. Okay. Okay. Hi. I I had earplugs in, etc. So had to had to get out of all that mess. Please go ahead. Anyway. Okay. Uh, what I wanted to share was just that when I came into the program, yes, the food was huge. I'd been living in such pain and confusion and despair over the food. But there were other things also. When I got the food down and all of that, and I listened to the idea that with spiritual growth, there's recovery in other areas. And now as I look at it, I think, yes, the miracle of being without that obsession about food, it truly is a miracle. But the miracle of being free from the anger, the pain, the shame, you know, the remorse, the hopelessness and um, the resentments that I lived with for decades, it seemed, and they just grew, you know, and to be free from those and to have a process by which to handle those that come up each day and, you know, and the ability to go back through the steps to get cleaned up any new things that come along that really need to be done. So, There's the miracle for me. That's the double miracle, that connection with God that has cleaned up all of that pain. So that's all there for anyone who wants it. Thanks. I pass. Okay. Thank you, Ramona. And Donna D., it's your turn, and hopefully we can get Linda in. This is Donna G., grateful to be recovering in Pennsylvania and um, yeah I'll keep it brief I just wanted I just felt led to share this morning um, a message of hope for um, newcomers for people who um, are rejoining uh, a vision and uh, are rejoining OA and um, 
just to say that it does work and that um, I had tried everything and had to exhaust everything, everything that I could think of and still be terrified of dying, um, feeling every day as though that might be my last because I was just in such um, a horrible, horrible um, place health-wise and weight-wise and just um, with with a uh, life-threatening disease as a result of my overeating. But um, I had to get to that place of desperation, um, and I just, I just, my prayer this morning is for the, the person um, who is coming here um, and needs hope today. Um, it is, that, that solution is found through surrender. It does exist, and um, you won't regret it. So just keep coming back, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Donna D. And Linda, I didn't catch your last initial, but you've got three minutes. Good morning. Good morning. This is Linda D. from Wilmington, North Carolina. Recovered day by day. And uh, what strikes me about this paragraph this morning and something I hadn't seen before in quite this way is that it says, we saw that it worked in others and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. So I'm thinking about step two where we say we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. But what this says is that we came to believe that we were hopeless and that life was futile. So it's also related to step one. You know, I have no power. Where is the power? And it also reminds me of something I heard years and years ago. You know how we get those seeds planted in us and they come up later. That someone said, look, all, all uh, the, uh, <laughs> this was a psychology seminar, so it said all the obsessive, compulsive, neurotic, uh, narcissistic addict needs to be able to understand about a higher power when they come into the room in order to benefit is that there is one and he's, she's not it. So to me this says, look, I can't, if I can't believe in a higher power, I could believe at the time that I picked up this tools that I was hopeless and futile and that I wasn't it. So there had to be something else. And that was a launching pad for my spiritual growth. And that's all that's needed is just a conception, just a bud, you know, um, and the rest takes care of itself once once that step is taken. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, everybody. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. And at 7.23 this morning, we were 399 strong. And I'm grateful I don't have to do this by myself. Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Important number. Today's share ID 12,879. 12879. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Hitty R, would you please read from page 164? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Certainly, thank you, Maura. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. 
God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own health is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Get freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>